Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's get small talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 128 of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today is going to be a very special episode because today... We're going to talk about HBCUs. That's right. Historically black colleges and universities. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, but there has been a lot of talk recently, you know, these last couple of years about a reemergence of HBCUs. Um, So much so a lot of five star recruits, athletes for different sports are deciding to go with the HBU opposed to a traditional powerhouse. For example, there have been some players that decided against like Alabama or Tennessee or Georgia or USC, and they decided to go with the HBCU. They decided to go to Morehouse. They decided to go to Hampton. They decided to go to Howard. There's many of them, and we're going to talk about uh, quite a few of them here in a little bit, but today's conversation, we'll be diving into HBCU, you know, how it all came about, their origins, and where they stand today in society, and how will they look tomorrow. Before we dive deep, first, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Give the Small Talk and you would like to help the podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is do what you've been doing. Please continue. Send this episode link to one person in your phone so they can enjoy it as well. And thank you in advance. Thank you very much. All right. You know what? Let's kick this show off with a little motivation. Three, two, one. Score! Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. I want to give a special shout out to all the grinders, everybody in the community of progression, everybody out there striving and just anybody out there who's trying to do better in life because it's not easy. It's so easy to get lost in a routine that doesn't benefit you. It's so easy to be lazy because it takes nothing. It It's quite the opposite to be productive. It takes effort. It takes consistency. It takes determination. It takes sacrifice. So for everyone out there who's just simply trying to better themselves, shout out to you and keep running your race. Keep running it. Now, for everybody out there who knows what today is, I want y'all to say it with me on three. One, two, three. Finish Strong Friday. Let me hear y'all say it again on three. Let's go. One, two, three. Finish Strong Friday. That's right. It is Finish Strong Friday, our favorite day of the week, because today is the day we get to prove to ourselves, not to anyone else. Mm -mm. Today is the day you prove to yourself that you 
can do this by making sure your checklist is checked off and tying up all the loose ends. It's Finish Strong Friday, y'all. And what do we love to do on this lovely day? Execute. That's all we know. Anything we start, we finish. I'm going to say it again. Anything we start, we finish. Execute, execute, execute. Now, when you are done doing everything you were supposed to do, please follow up with some balance. Come on, guys. Please follow up by kicking back, putting your feet up, and doing something you enjoy doing before you get right back to it all over again next week. Once again, it is Finish Strong Friday. You guys make sure you balance yourselves out. Keep up the good work. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're gathered here today to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that is HBCUs. So let's take it from the top. If you guys didn't know, prior to the Civil War, there wasn't any structured higher education system for African-American students in this country. Granted, we did have our own schools. You know, everything was segregated back then. But as far as colleges, universities, anything of that sort, uh, you know, there wasn't anything for us until, until, and I, you guys know why, because you do remember at one point in time, it was a crime for us to know how to read, right? <sighs> Crazy. Like, oh, gosh. I could do a whole episode on that. Listen, just remember that. There was a point in time when reading was a crime. Like, if you knew how to read, you were going to get whipped. You were going to get beat. And God knows what else. But yeah, that did change, thankfully. Um, so the first HBCU in this country was actually founded in Cheney, Pennsylvania in 1837. It was originally called African Institute, and then it, the name was changed to the Institute for Colored Youth. In present day, the name is Cheney University of Pennsylvania. Once again, that is the oldest, the oldest historically black college in the United States, 1837. Now, believe it or not, well, let me ask you guys a little trivia here. How many HBCUs are there in America? Can anybody guess? Come on. You know what? Let me make it easy for you. Multiple choice. A, 92. B, 203. Or C, 107. What is your answer? You know, back in the day when we used to do the Scantron test and you didn't know the answer, what letter did you pick all the time? What Did you usually pick A? Did you usually pick B? Did you usually pick C? We don't have a D this time, but there, you know, used to be D's on the test too. So what are you going with? A, B, or C? Drum roll, please. If you chose C, that's the letter I used to always choose when I didn't know the answer. C for correct. 
<laughs> if you chose C, you are correct. There are 107 HBCUs today in the United States with more than 228,000 students enrolled. Now, let's break it down a little further. Out of that 107, 27 of them offer a doctoral program. 52 of them offer a master's program, 83 of them offer a bachelor's program, and 38 of them offer an associate's degree. So you got a little bit of everything out of the 107. You could become a doctor. You could get your master's. You could get your bachelor's. You get your associates. They are there. I actually want to read off some of the schools to you guys, if that's okay with you. I'm not going to read all 107, uh, but I do want to say some of the names and see if you ever heard of them before. By the way, did you know that predominantly HPUs are in the South? Yeah, they're in the South. So let's kick it off with Alabama, Alabama A&M University, Alabama State University, Selma University, Tuskegee University. I know you guys heard some of those names before. Let's go to Arkansas here. Arkansas, University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Let's go to California. Charles Drew University of Medicine and Science. Let's go to Delaware. Delaware State University, Dover. Let's go to D.C. Howard. Howard University. Let's go to Florida. Remember, I'm just naming a few, not all of them, but I will give you the website where you can check them all out for yourself here shortly later on in the episode. Florida, Bethune-Cookman University. Yes, we know that one because that's where Madam C.J. Walker attended. Florida A&M University. Shout out to their marching band. We know FAMU. Let's go to Georgia. Clark, Atlanta University. Yes. Morehouse College. Yes. Morris Brown College, yes. Spelman College for women, yes. I know y'all heard those names before. Let's go to Kentucky, Kentucky State University. Let's go to Louisiana. I didn't know this, but Xavier, Xavier University is HBCU. I didn't know that. And shout out to Grambling, Grambling State University. Let's go to Maryland, Morgan State University. Let's go to Mississippi, Jackson State University. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Jackson here in a little bit. Boy, do I have a surprise for you. There are also a couple in Missouri, Lincoln University, Harris Stowe State University. And let's move on to North Carolina, Fayetteville State University. North Carolina Central University, North Carolina A&T State University, and Winston-Salem State University. Shout out to NC. Ohio Central State University, Oklahoma, Langston University, and Pennsylvania. Where did it all start? Cheney University. That's right. The oldest one in the country. And South Carolina, Benedict College, Clinton College. In Voorhees College. We're wrapping up here, guys. Once again, they are predominantly here in the South. Shout out to Tennessee Fisk University, where W.E.B. Du Bois graduated from. 
And shout out to Tennessee State University. That's where Oprah graduated from. And Texas, Perry View A&M, Texas College, Tyler, Texas Southern University, TSU. Shout out to Drizzy Drake. That's a great song on the album. And let's go to Virginia Hampton. Hampton say they're the real HU. <laughs> Howard and Hampton, they always go back and forth with the HU. Also, you have Norfolk State University in Virginia and West Virginia. You have West Virginia State University and Bluefield State College. Boy, hmm. That name sounds familiar. Bluefield State College. Oh, well, that's because that's the college I attended. <laughs> I did attend at HBCU. I attended Bluefield State College in West Virginia University, Bluefield to be exact. So let's talk about my experience. Mm. Well, I was 19 years old, right? I graduated in 2008 from Brighton High School here in Massachusetts. And I took a year off, right? I didn't go directly to college. I took a year off. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. I worked at Fenway Park. I worked at Restaurant Depot. And I told myself, mm, I can be doing more in life, not just working. I want to go to school. I want to go to college. And I want to major in psychology. So I wound up in the wild and wonderful West Virginia. Yeah. And that's a whole another story itself that, you know, I'll be happy to share another day. So stories on top of stories. Um, but I ended up at Bluefield State College. I was 19 years old and uh, I had no family members in West Virginia. And my nearest family was my mom and dad in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, and then it was like my Nana and my brother up in, up in Boston. So I was in a state, you know, uh, with no family and just figuring it out. So, uh, went to Bluefield State College and it was cool. It was my first experience at college. As you know, college isn't what you see in the movies, right? It's not like a bunch of people walking around and, and, you know, gathering and picnics on the lawn. And, you know, that's that's all good for the movies. Um, hmm. I'm sorry. I'm a little I'm a little bleak about it. Uh, is because it 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 didn't really stand out. If if I just must be completely honest with you. Yeah, I I was majoring in psychology Um. I was also working at Kmart at the time and I was doing work study. So I was working two jobs, going to school and I was, I was, I was doing good, getting good grades. You know, you write a bunch of papers, every subject wants a paper, even math. They want a paper. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> it was cool. Um, but it wasn't necessarily memorable. If I must be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, what I learned most from college is time management, um, money management. Like I said, I was I was alone. So managing my time between the jobs and school and, you know, in my social life and managing my money, you know, paying rent on time, paying bills on time. 
yeah, as far as the studies, the studies was cool. I feel like I did good in college because uh, I know like what I came for. Like I didn't come to play and uh, it was cool. It was cool. So I was at Bluefield State College for a couple of years and um, nothing really specifically stood out. I mean, yeah, it it's definitely an HBCU. Uh, but there wasn't like any, like, you know, rallies or, or like, uh, at least that I know of, you know, when I was there, there wasn't, you know, besides its like title of being an HBCU, um, I, I didn't personally, I didn't really notice like anything that, that, that made it like stand out. Um, you know, in West Virginia, it is predominantly Caucasian people. So at the school, there was more Caucasian people than African American people. Um, and that's the case at a lot of HBCUs. If, if I'm just being honest with you, West Virginia State University is predominantly Caucasian and along where I was at, at Bluefield State College. And, uh, there's many other ones here. A lot of, quite a few different people have spoken about that, like on various podcasts and in interviews and written articles about it, about the rise of diversity, uh, in HBCUs. So yeah, that was my experience. Um, I'm sure it's probably different at Howard. Howard is a predominantly African American campus and, um, and, Hampton University as well. Morehouse, Spelman, Clark Atlanta, uh, all of those as well. Uh, so I guess it all depends on where you go, right? I think if I went somewhere else in one of those areas where it was predominantly African-American, then maybe I would have experienced something different. But um, but for me, that's, that's what it was at Bluefield State College. Now, remember I mentioned Jackson State University to you guys earlier? Well, one of the things that inspired this episode is I actually watched a documentary on Coach Prime. Yes, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Y'all know Deion Sanders. He played for the Atlanta Falcons. He played for the Dallas Cowboys. He played for the New York Yankees. He played for the Atlanta Braves. Yes, that's right. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, who played both football and baseball professionally. He is now the head coach of Jackson State University, which is an HBCU in Mississippi. And it was six episodes. You guys can watch them on YouTube. They're about 45 minutes each. Just type in Coach Prime uh, documentary. And it is sponsored by Barstool and, you know, Barstool Sports. So just click on that and check them out. It was really good. Um, some of the things that I learned from it and some of the takeaways is that, um, Deion Sanders is trying to change the culture, not only at the school, but within the city of Jackson. So he's going around to people's homes, having dinner with them, uh, not even players, like not even like a player's home and having dinner with the player's family. Not that he does that. Right. But aside from that, he's he's just going to people's home and he just wants to meet them and they cook them home cooked meals and. And I just showed them a good time. True Southern hospitality. That's that's the way I could sum that up for you. True Southern hospitality. And one thing about sports, I don't know if you guys know this, but sports bring so much money to colleges and universities and high schools as well. And with Deion Sanders being the big name that he is, with him being the head coach of 
Jackson State University, not only is the school now getting their games aired on ESPN, but they're also getting sponsors. They're also getting uh, more people who want to come down to the school and speak to them. You know, various NFL coaches. I've seen Rex Ryan on there and a few different other ones as well. Players as well. Chad Johnson went down and spoke with them. And so it's a lot of notoriety. And that comes with the name of prime time, Deion Sanders. So he's trying to pick up the city. He's trying to pick up the school. He's trying to build out the program. He has both of his sons there playing on the team. Shiloh and Shador. Shador is actually the quarterback. I was watching some of his uh, highlights. He's, he's pretty good. Shiloh is a free safety. So it was it was really cool seeing um, Dion go throughout the city. Because if you guys know the history of Mississippi, oh, man, it's, oh, you know, Mississippi is one of those places where um, you, you have to be really careful. You have to be really careful. You know, so much has occurred there. Emmett Till and and mm, 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 and many other unfortunate uh, events as well. So he's trying to trying to change all of that. So he's taking on a big task. Uh, but the documentary is really, really entertaining and inspiring. That's what it was. It was truly inspiring. I would love for you guys to check that out, man. You really enjoy it, but. HBCUs. So Deion Sanders is trying to recruit five-star athletes. He's going on ESPN. He's talking to Stephen A. Smith about it. He's going on FS1. He's talking to Shannon and Skip Bayless about five-star recruits coming to HBCUs and picking up the program, bringing light to it, notoriety to it, money to it, and changing the narrative. So that's kind of what I've been noticing as well. The reemergence of HBCUs is uh, athletes are starting to go there. Um, just students for academics are interested in them. They're kind of keeping them in their mind now. For a period of time, HBCUs were on a downfall. Yeah, they really were. And uh, but things are changing. And so that's why I wanted to ask you guys, uh, how do you feel about HBCUs? You know, how how do you feel about them in the next five to 10 years? Do you think it's going to continue to trend upward? Do you think this is just a trendy topic for the time for right now? Or do you think this is actually going to go somewhere? Do you think you will ever see Jackson State University uh, in the top 10, you know, as far as college football teams ranked? Let's see. Let's see. I The narrative is changing. It really is. You can't deny that. And uh, I would love to see where it goes. So stay tuned. Stay tuned and stay abreast. If you have any children who are in high school or seniors and, you know, ask them. Ask them how they feel about HBCUs. I would love for you guys to have that conversation and uh, see if they think it's any different. If if they're looking for that cultural experience. Once again, it does depend on the school you go to and the area it's located in. Speaking from experience. But uh, yeah, I would like to see how this all plays out. Absolutely. You know, if Aaliyah told Alicia and I that she wanted to attend an HBCU, you know, we'd love to go for the visit and check it out. And if it's what she likes, then so be it. You know, let's see. Let's see, guys. You know, only time would tell. Once again, it is all about 
where you go. Location, 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 location matters that cannot be denied. All right. With that being said, let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read, something for you to watch, something for you to do because you deserve to treat yourself. So what I recommend for you to watch is the documentary I stated earlier. Yes, go to YouTube, type in Coach Prime JSU, you know, that stands for Jackson State University documentary. And there's six episodes. Start at episode one and you'll fly through them probably in, in one night, to be honest with you, at least over a couple of days. I know I did. Really, really good. Really, really. All right. Now for something to do. What I recommend for you to do, you guys remember earlier when I was reading off some of the schools, well, I would love for you to go to the list yourself and check out the rest of the list. I didn't read all 107 because that would have been the entire episode. <laughs> Please go to www.the100-7.org and that will list all of the HBCUs for you and see where they're located throughout the country and see if you're interested in going to one or if your child is. Have that conversation. All right. Now for something to do, what I recommend that you do is go for a run. Guys, I've been running lately. I like to run at nighttime, typically around 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then uh, then I just come back and get ready for work. But these these nighttime runs have been so, so, so wonderful. Underneath the moon, underneath the stars, uh, not many cars out on the road. The temperature feels great. And, you know, this weather's not going to last for too long. So get out there and enjoy it while you can. Go for a run. Thank you so much for listening. I deeply appreciate it. And before you leave, I want to leave you with this quote. If you build it, they will come. Thank you.